This is one-on-one's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports with top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis. This is one-on-one's NFL Friday. All right. Hello and welcome to another edition of NFL Friday, a divisional round playoff edition of NFL Friday. I'm Christian O'Hara alongside James Decker. James, how you doing today? Doing great. It's actually my first NFL Friday of the season, coming in hot for the playoffs. That's what you read about. Look at that. I, I didn't even realize that, James. That's 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 a bad that's bad on, on Matt and my part. But look, we'll uh no, I we'll think it's to... a lot of, it's a lot of sadness on my end. It's a lot of being stuck in the under the Bills rock. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, the eight and eight, uh disappointing. I think underachieving season, but I don't even think I want to get into it. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah no, there's a lot there's yeah, a lot we'll of talk, other stuff to talk we'll about talk, other uh, than Bills football. We'll, we'll save that for September. We'll we'll save that for, for, for a later date here. And as I mentioned too earlier, as I mentioned earlier in the staff assignments, a Bosco Stepanak duo. So you know, state couple state championship schools. Absolutely, you know, nationally recognized schools. And uh, you know, let's get this let's get this show on the road. First, we're going to start off with uh, some general NFL, and you know, another team that just massively underachieved. You know, in my opinion, you know, despite the roster, uh, it was the New York Football Giants. They finished six and ten for the second year in a row, and uh, the the organization. Uh, thought it was time for a change, you know, pretty much, I'm going to tell it how it is, it, they forced Tom Coughlin to resign, um, and look, it, I'm going to I'm gonna be in that faction of people, James, that think it wasn't necessarily Coughlin's fault, but a change needed to be made. Yeah, and I think it's more of, it, it's a coaching change rather than a culture change, because right. McAdoo is under Coughlin, obviously, right. so it's going to be the same type of style, and you said underachieving, this Giants roster to me... I don't think it it was a playoff roster. I no, think, I agree with means. that. I agree with that. And McAdoo, with the offense, right. he was successful for what he had, in my opinion, because right. as we saw when Beckham was out against the Vikings that game, the offense just it looked Oof. lost. It was Eli Oof. running around without just a running game. or Running around <laughs> off, with a chicken around it, like, literally it, like Brett Favre. Off just his back foot, it, you know. throwing it up, wobbly yeah. passes. It yeah. wasn't pretty, but no. I think it's a good hire. Yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not too – Upset about the hire. I think McAdoo's a good coach. I've seen Eli, you know, flourish in this system. Um, cut the interceptions way down. Completion percentage up. Um, career high. Career highs in touchdown passes. You know, Brady had the league lead with thirty six. Eli threw thirty five. And so, you know, when you take that into consideration, I think that it's a good hire from an offensive standpoint. Um, you know, I was at the press conference today. You're right, James. Some of the similar culture will be, you know, still a part of this Giants organization. McAdoo was saying that, um, you know, one of the um, things that he will keep instilled, you know, at that Giants organization is is TC time and, and you know, running the clocks five minutes fast. So obviously Coughlin had a, a, a big influence on him, um, you know, and, and, and he will remain, you know, a part of this team going forward in some way. But McAdoo is his own individual. You know, people were trying to compare him to Tom Coughlin. How can you live in his shadow, blah, blah, blah. McAdoo is, was saying, I'm trying to be the first Ben McAdoo. I'm trying to be somebody who, you know, I'm groomed for this. I'm ready for this. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see. I, I think as a Giants fan, James, I'm ready for a kind of a new era and a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I think every Giants fan after this season, especially because Tom Coughlin, terrific tenure as Giants head coach, but this season was one of the first seasons, in my viewing opinion, where he actually cost the Giants a couple games yeah, I, the way he handled yeah. the clock down the stretch. So I think it's definitely time for a change. 
But I think the the best thing about this hire is that you're keeping McAdoo with Eli Manning because you mentioned those stats. I thought Eli had a terrific, terrific year. Yeah, I thought so, too. I think the the Panthers game was like the epitome of like what his season was like because they were down and out. Defense couldn't stop the Panthers, (laughs) and it was just Eli consistently leading drives even when – like even that pass to Beckham that tied the game. Yeah, that was a fourth down play. Like you yeah. think he would try oh, something yeah. short. He took a shot for the end zone. Like I think Eli looked as confident as he looked all year. Right. Interceptions were down. That was a great year for Eli and Manning. So I think keeping McAdoo with Manning is the best possible scenario for the Giants. I I agree with that, James, completely. You know, and 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 sometimes you know you, you kind of want as a fan, okay, you know, you want to kind of change the whole thing. You want to blow it up. But I think, you know, this is an organization historically that craves stability. And that's part of the reason, let's be honest, that's part of the reason they didn't fire Jerry Reese. Because if maybe if this were the, the Eagles or the 49ers, they just clean house and we start over again. But the Giants historically, you know, don't like... And John Mara pretty much even said, we don't historically fire general managers. And there's a certain amount of pressure that comes along with being in New York. And so Ben McAdoo realizes this, and he alluded to this at the press conference today. I like the pressure. You know, I, this is what you live for. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. It's the it's the capital of the world. It's the football capital of the world. What uh, what could be better the, than this type of opportunity, than this type of pressure? And you prepare for it. And uh, I've been a guy that's always, uh, I guess, been baptized by fire, and I'm comfortable with it. Baptized by fire, you know. And you know, I was I was at the press conference today, and I was getting pumped up. I was like, you know what, the new era begins. And he seems like a no-nonsense, let's-focus-on-the-football type of guy. And, 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 you know, to a degree, most coaches are like that. But even more so, Ben McAdoo is so laser-focused. He's the second-youngest head coach in the league at 38 years old. That's got to say something to his work ethic, James. Yeah, and that's another thing. Second-youngest coach in the league. Right. That's something that's maybe it was time for a change right. for the Giants because Coughlin, as great as he was, but he he's very young for his age. Yeah, Coughlin. no, he's, he's got, got a lot of energy. He's very spry. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. up and at him like every, every single morning. <laughs> But it is something to be said about having a younger guy on the sidelines, more youthful energy. So, yeah, I'm fired up to see what Ben McAdoo could do. He's definitely wore too big of a suit for his first right. day. But yeah. He, he seemed like a little bit nervous, but also nervous but, like, confident. I think he was just a little unsure, like, not used to type the type of media right. as yeah. a head coach. But I think he's going to be a good job. I think it's a good hire. And compared to the, the other hire in the NFC, so I think it's a better one. I, I agree completely. We'll get to that in a second. I just want to talk about kind of the goal for, you know, for Giants fans and, and for Ben McAdoo specifically. He was talking about, you know, the goal is to bring a fifth Lombardi trophy to New York. And so that's going to be a tough task with the roster he has now. But um, he was saying something that, you know, kind of resonated. We're not, I'm not here to rebuild. I'm here to reload. And so when he was talking about the fifth Lombardi trophy, let's hear what he had to say. The vision for this football team goes into winning and putting that fifth Lombardi trophy in the case. That is our goal, and that is the vision. So, James, it sounds great. You know, every, every coach is going to say that, look, I want to bring a championship to this organization. But he comes from, and he was alluding to this, he, he thanked Eli, he thanked Aaron Rodgers, he thanked Brett Favre, you know, the three quarterbacks he's worked with in the NFL. He comes from a winning culture in Green Bay. He's part of a winning culture, not when he was here, but at least in the past in New York. So he understands championship organizations. And like you said, I think it's a good hire. Um, and hopefully, for, you know, for my sake, that the Giants can, can kind of right the ship going forward. Yeah, I think... I think for the Giants, it mostly comes down to who, the players in the yeah, field. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, they're a team that they didn't have the defensive talent. I don't think no, they had the yeah. running game. Jennings had definitely had some bright spots, right, but he yeah. didn't, couldn't put together a cons- consistent mm-hmm. year by any means. Mm-hmm. So it was so Eli Beckham heavy on oh, that team. Absolutely. So that's not going to be up to McAdoo. That's right. going to be up to the GM. And But I think it is a good hire. I think he's yeah. got the right mindset. I think so much of football, from the coaching standpoint, is 
you have to know you have to be be around winning teams and yeah. winning environments. I yeah. think McAdoo, as he just said, was around winning environments. That's going to be big going forward. Absolutely, and uh, you know what we what we shall see going forward. But like you mentioned, James, another you know hire in the NFC East that maybe people don't you know know the name, but Doug Peterson. He was a former Eagles player, former Eagles coach uh, under Andy Reid. He's now the offensive coordinator in Kansas City. Andy Reid calls the plays, but you know obviously Reid thinks enough of him to have him on his staff. He will be introduced. Um, you know, as the Eagles head coach, whenever the Chiefs are eliminated from the playoffs or if they go on to win the Super Bowl, um, which is a real possibility. Oh, we'll the get way to they're that. playing. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, what do you think of the hire, James? I, I'm a little shaky on it. I am. Well, first of all, I, I, th- I don't think they should have got rid of Chip Kelly. I think okay. Chip Kelly, fantastic coach, mm-hmm. but not the best GM. And I think that was more of a media-driven firing right. of Chip Kelly because after he got fired, I was, I was thinking – this Eagles job doesn't even seem like as desirable anymore because what it shows when they fire Chip Kelly, it shows that if you win 26 games in three years, yeah. that's somehow not good enough. Right. That you win two, two of 10 win seasons, then one down year, and he gets fired. It didn't make sense to me where they gave him everything. They gave him the keys to the castle. Yeah, yeah, and after yeah. one bad year, it went down the drain. So this hire, I think, is kind of a safe face hire. It's, you said this before the show, which mm-hmm. I agree with definitely. It's definitely the Eagles management saying, we're going to bring back someone from the Andy Reid era because. Right. The thing and the fans didn't think we should even fired Andy Reid in the yeah. first place. And Doug Peterson, one thing I like about the hire, even though he's only Eagle quarterback for one year, that means you're, he's kind of used to the Eagles' pressure and yeah. the expectations. Because one of the, probably the only thing harder than being a coach in Philly is being the quarterback in Philly. There's yeah. a lot of pressure there, so I think he's used to that. But I think the Eagles just—it it was very shocking fire to me, and I don't know, not sure where direction they're they're headed. I think I think the sentiment I agree with you on is that it was a quick move. It was a very quick firing of Chip Kelly. That okay, you give him the keys to the castle, like you said, and then you kind of get rid of him after one year. I thought personally, Chip Kelly, I think he screwed up the roster. Kind of, to be honest with you, uh, yeah, I, think, I think as a GM, right? He, he, yeah, look, he had his flops, right? And, and I think that personally, talent wins games, and and I understand that his scheme. He wants to be a propon- you know, an advocate for his scheme. Um, you need the talent within the scheme, so it, it's a combination. Um, you know, and, and so when you take that into consideration, you know, he he takes the GM role, and then he doesn't have a, a good a year as you know you want. I agree with you that personally, I thought, wow, when I read that news, I'm like, you know what, I thought they were going to give him one more year. year. One Absolutely. More year. If if you know what, Chip, if you can't get into the playoffs next year, then look, we're going to have to part ways. And okay, maybe I don't, you know, think of it. I think as that would much. be fair. I agree. I completely agree. And, and but it's it's just this culture in the NFL. You saw it with Lovey Smith. It's win now. Win our way, you know, in terms of I'm, I'm speaking from a management perspective here, yeah. an ownership perspective, or you're not going to be the coach. And I don't necessarily think that's a healthy thing. Yeah, it, and winning is the bottom line. I think the biggest thing with the Eagles is that they had no idea. Why should Why should they have thought that Demarco Murray was going to be going right. to be as big of a flop? Yeah, as he was. I right. Think even Chip even if shocked. he's more of a downhill runner, you, you you'd expect more out of him. Yeah, I think that that shows that. Yeah. That me and you can run behind that Dallas offensive line <laughs> right, and get right. a decent game. Agreed. That's how good that da- Dallas offensive line was. But I think he really, from the start, he was never, DeMarco Murray was never really a good fit yeah, for that for Eagles that, scheme. Yeah. He, like, I think Ryan Matthews was like the perfect running back. I think that's why That's why another reason that the firing kind of shocked me is because the Eagles had, they, they had a couple of brutal, brutal losses. Yeah. I'm not getting rid of that. But they had a couple of quality wins. They beat New England, beat New England. on the road. Yeah. I just don't think they should have gave him one more year, but Peterson, Andy Reid guy, I think Eagles fans kind of breathe a slight sigh of relief. I think there's right. still some questions there for sure, but 
all in all, I think that's another. It's a pretty good hire. That's another. It's another wait and see hire. It's more of a wait and see hire than McAdoo, I think. I, I think so too. Um, look, and you know, you talk about Chip Kelly. He doesn't miss a beat. He goes and gets hired out in San Francisco in the Bay Area. That's going to be interesting to see how that kind of turns out. And you know, if he can work with Colin Kaepernick, who I was very high on going into the last Jim Harbaugh year, I I thought I saw signs of wow. If he can kind of just improve as a pocket passer, this guy could be among one of the better quarterbacks. And it just never worked out. Can Chip revive his career, James? I think yes. I think you saw Chip what Chip Kelly right. did with Nick Foles. Yeah. Twenty seven touchdown, two, two interceptions, picks, three picks, something like that. Yeah, that was unbelievable season. Yeah. And we saw that, that that talent from right Philly didn't shift. To right. St. Louis for Nick Foles, so you have to right. give no, some you're credit right. to yeah. Chip. Oh, no, there. absolutely. And I think I think there's a shot. I think that, I agree with that. I think I would have loved to see Chip with Mariota. To be honest, oh yeah, in Tennessee that would have been amazing. I would have loved amazing. to see him go to Tennessee, but I think it's interesting. I think yeah. it revives some kind of hope. Yes, for I Colin agree Kaepernick, with that. which right. it was fading and fading very, very fast. And that was going to become the Blaine Gabbard era. It took me completely honest with you because he didn't play that yeah. poorly when he stepped in. But I think if there's if there's there's a few coaches I think that have a chance to revive Colin Kaepernick. I think Chip Kelly's one of them. I agree with that. I think people pile on Colin a lot. And look, he he's played pretty badly. Let's let's not. I'm not trying to make excuses for Colin. But you know that NFC Championship Super Bowl team is basically all gone. And so you're working with guys in a new system. You know Tom Sula is a defensive coach. It's just you know. Things didn't go right, and then you have the organizational dysfunction with Harbaugh and York. And look, that doesn't make excuses for Colin Kaepernick. I'm just not completely sold that that guy we saw early on in his career is completely gone. I would have to agree with that, too. So, you know, we're we're in agreement here a lot today on NFL Friday. We'll get some disagreements. Yeah, absolutely. There's some in there. Um, I think another thing we're going to agree on, though, here, you know, staying in California, the move to L.A. And, you know, the Rams— are the team now that moves to L.A., at least for this season. The Chargers have a year, according to the league, to decide if they want to join them or not. Oakland backed out. I don't necessarily like this, James. I really don't. I'm very, very against this yeah. two teams. I think it's very challenging to go from supporting zero teams <laughs> to supporting two, just like that. Yeah. And one thing I said to you beforehand is yeah. I think the Chargers have more of a chance to work because they're, it's a California team. Absolutely. It's a California fan Absolutely. base. San Diego is not that far away from L.A. There's going to be a lot of... There's a lot of Charger fans in L.A. already. That's definitely going to work. I'm not so sure how many Ram fans are in L.A. I'm sure there's some. that they saw. I saw the rallies. But one, the biggest thing I'm concerned about is the product that the Rams are putting out there yeah. for L.A. in the first couple seasons. Obviously, they have Gurley. Gurley, yeah. He's worth the price the, of admission you know, on Gurley his own. Gurley and Donald, maybe. But, I mean, are people in L.A., the city with so much, so much to offer, there's right. a lot of things to do in L.A., yeah. Is someone going to wake up in the morning and say, I want to go see Nick Foles throw a couple picks <laughs> and have us lose by 10 or 15 points? I want to see Jeff Fisher go 8-8 eight and eight again this year. Yeah, I want to see our like, a mediocre team. <laughs> so that's that's the biggest concern, I think. I think they're going to have some attendance issues for, sur- for sure. Yeah. Support, trying to support two teams. I mean, going from 0-2 to two is the biggest astounding thing for me, just like that. I think this move is more of a look-at-how-big-the-NFL-has-gotten move rather than an actual we-think-this-can-work-out move. Um, it's all about money. It's, it's all about, about revenue. Money. It's always about money. Anything in life. You know, lesson for you kids out there. It's all about money. Anything is. <laughs> um, but on a serious note, um, I think you're right. In terms of the Chargers working out, it's more of a California team. And look, the Rams were in L.A., but that was a long time ago. And this is a completely different kind of market, if you will. Um, and if you're going to market the St. Louis Rams, or you know now the L.A. Rams, as a team that this team can kind of, the city rather, can kind of rally behind, I just don't think it's going to work. And look, at least with 
the Chargers, as as crappy as they are as as a team, you have a guy like Philip Rivers. You can kind of market. You could wrap. You could wrap your. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and from a marketing standpoint, w- like you said, why am I going to get out of bed to go watch Nick Foles? It makes no sense. And and the city of St. Louis got robbed. To be completely honest with you, I don't think they really. Does, I mean that they. It was a tough environment. I think like yeah. the dome environment. Right, right. They didn't hold as many as many people as other stadiums held. So I think that was an issue there. Yeah. But. They, there's they, there's definitely some St. Louis Rams fans. There's I know a few that are around here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. and they, you know it stems back from the greatest show on turf days. Yeah. Um, they haven't been pretty good in a while, but I feel like they're a fan. Uh, excuse me, a fan base that always kind of goes out and supports their team. Yeah, Cardinals no fans, Blues absolutely. fans, absolutely. Both both like huge fans. Absolutely, bases. it's a, it's a great sports town. It really it it didn't really make much sense to me. One thing's for sure about the whole LA LA scenario is that. There's going to be a lot of road fans, no matter who oh, plays. hundred percent. No matter who plays, because L.A. they didn't have an NFL team. There's obviously there's there's teams in California, but L.A. did not have a team. So whenever when there's a bunch of fans sprinkled all over the place, I feel like in L.A. They, there's people who just like to pick their own team because there's no Los Angeles team. So when teams come to L.A., I feel it's going to be sometimes. I think in like Seattle or maybe like especially Oakland, and San Francisco. It's going to be pro. Almost pro, so San Francisco or Oakland, those scenarios. If, if agreed, one hundred percent. And if you have national teams like Green Bay, Dallas, Pittsburgh, oh, the like, Giants, they're all going to fill up the stadium with the road be, team. And that's not good for players. No, players won't like that. No, not at all. And so you know, but again, this is another way for you know, you see the commercials for NFL ticket exchange. Just just keep the money flowing. Um, you know, that's all the owners. And it'll about. be interesting. Yeah. It, it will be. Look, it'll be fun if, to see. If the Rams can field a winning team, then this whole scenario changes. But as of now. I don't necessarily see that happening. Yeah, no, only, I feel like the only way it makes sense right now is now the teams don't have to travel to St. Louis in the NFC West. It's a right. quicker trip. Right, it is. It's it, it makes the division scheduling easier, I yeah. guess. But you know, all right. So that's kind of the the around the NFL talk, if now you will. It's playoff time. Now well, let's get to the actual football. Let's get to the matchups, and we're gonna start. We're gonna start in sequential order here. We're gonna start in the AFC. In my opinion, it has the potential to be the game of the weekend in terms of Kansas City and New England. Um, New England defending Super Bowl champs. You know, obviously we all know about the dynasty there with Belichick and Brady. They've got they've got some injury concerns. The Chiefs do as well. But the main person I think Patriots fans are worried about is Rob Gronkowski. Came out there on the week. He has a knee injury and a backer injury. I think he will play. How effective he will be is remains to be seen. Um, even if Gronkowski is not necessarily that effective, I think putting him on the field as a decoy even helps your chances of winning rather than not having him on the field at all. Absolutely. He's he's such an, a factor in the game. He can have a game where he's two catches for 36 yards, right. but he's maybe opening up something because there's two guys surrounding yeah. him. And the he's defense going down has to plan for the guy. Yeah. And this is, a, this is a game where it's like a case of two teams going in different directions yeah. heading into the playoffs because yeah, New that. England really stumbled in and because they locked it up pretty early. They had a couple yeah. losses. To the Jets and to Miami and Saints, the Chiefs went from one and five to now twelve and five. Eleven wins in a row. And they had a statement win, to say the least, against right. Houston. Now right. it's real, a real flub of a game. I, uh, I was pretty excited for. I thought, I thought the Chiefs would win that game. I thought, I thought Houston would show up at least. I thought they, I thought they would score. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. But that's a whole other issue. That yeah. Houston Texans quarterback situation. But the Chiefs cannot be taken lightly. I think. No. In I, this game, I agree. if they get out early to an early lead. The Chiefs made the Chiefs may win this thing. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say like you know some Patriots fan elitist that oh there's no way that the the New England Patriots can lose at home in the playoffs whatever. Like you said, James, we're living in the here and now. We're living in reality. If you don't think as a Patriots fan that the Chiefs are going to give this team problems, you're delusional. 
The Chiefs' defense is for real. Eric Berry, Marcus Peters, Sean Smith, that secondary is for real. A guy like Justin Houston, who came back last week, he's a game-time decision. But guys up front, you have Dontari Poe, you have Tamba Ali. These guys can get after it. You know, and Tom Brady, Tom Brady's got to be worried. Because, you know what, his offensive line has shown all year that it's very inconsistent. You know, you got three rookies starting up there. Um, and so, when you take that into consideration, you know, Edelman's coming back. Amendola's been there. Gronk's hurt. You know, LaFell's up and down. You know, recipe for disaster, I don't want to get too dramatic here. But if, like you said, if the Chiefs kind of put some doubt in the Patriots' minds, it's going to be interesting to see how this team responds because this is not the team of last year. And you know this better than, better than everyone. So much of NFL playoff football is how you come into the playoffs. You right. saw it with the Giants right. Absolutely. in their second Super Bowl. Absolutely. They, they snuck in and right. they started playing the right, right football at the yeah. right time. Absolutely. The Chiefs have been playing right, the right, football right football for for a few months now. 10, <laughs> 10 weeks. Yeah. So they're, def they're definitely coming in hot. And I, and I think Alex Smith has really matured yes. as a quarterback. Yes, I'm glad you could, mentioned he that. He could do a lot. On the f he can run. He can create plays with his legs more than I think a lot of people give him credit oh, for. I, when I was watching him, there was a run there. He had about a 64-yard run yeah. that was called back for a penalty. He was flying down the sideline. That's not the I'm first like, time oh he's had a run. That's like, yeah. not the first time he's had a run right, like that. Right, And so, um, you know, I think people don't maybe necessarily give him enough credit. I think he's a very good quarterback in this league. I think he's developed into a very good quarterback. He wasn't always as good as he is now. And, you know, again, a coach who doesn't get his due, even though he's, you know, had success, he just never won that Super Bowl as Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid has had a tremendous part in Alex Smith's development. Um, Jeremy Macklin, game-time decision. Um, if Macklin sits, I think the Patriots probably key in on Travis Kelsey here. Uh, make sure they stop the run. They usually seem to do that pretty well. Um, and, you know, maybe Chandler Jones can stop smoking synthetic marijuana, as we, as we saw that uh, during the week. Um, you know, it seemed that he was checked into a local hospital for that. Um, but guys like him, Jamie Collins up front, Malcolm Butler, who I think is even underrated. He's not a one-hit wonder. He's a Pro Bowl corner, one of the best man-to-man -man corners in the game. Um, look, I'm going to pick New England very close here. I'm going to go 24-20 New England. I'm going to go 24-20 New England. Very close game all the way through. And I think we're going to disagree for the first time. Really? I, I was You're going with Kansas City. I was pretty much pro New England for this entire week, but as the more I talk about this game out loud, yeah, the no, more I think look, the, the Chiefs I think the Chiefs are going to win in a very close I think the game of the weekend. Yeah. 28-24 Chiefs over the Patriots. Andy Reid's a miracle run Ugh, continues. Look, look, if Kansas City I'm going to make a prediction here. If you're right about Kansas City in this game, I think Kansas City goes to the Super Bowl. I think they beat the winner of Pittsburgh and Denver. Because, look, 12 in a row just beating the big, bad New England Patriots in Foxborough, I don't think anybody in that other game will give them any pro Look, it's a division rival, Denver, whatever, and Pittsburgh would be hot. That would be a miracle win. But I'm going to make that prediction now. I, I still say New England wins, but if you're right, James, I think Kansas City's going to the Super Bowl. All right, our first disagreement. Now let's move on to another game that, who knows, maybe we'll disagree on now. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Denver Broncos. Look, um, you know, what happened at the end of that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game was just, I don't want to say despicable because, you know, I, I'm sitting here, we're sitting here in an air-conditioned studio. Uh, you know, I've played the game. I understand how it goes. Emotions run high. But Marvin Lewis lost control of his team, similar to the way Tom Coughlin lost control of Odell Beckham. You can't let your guys in a situation like that. Um, and, and in my opinion, Marvin Lewis should be fired. He should have been fired, you know. And look, it, it, it's an oxymoron because he keeps getting his team to the playoffs. But if you can fire a guy in Tom Coughlin who had two Super Bowl runs, 
Marvin Lewis hasn't won a playoff game yet. The guy's been there like 15 years. He's probably been there since George W. Bush. His, you know, it's so you know, it's it's been a while. And and look, Boomer Esiason made the argument that coming from where they were, yada yada yada. When do you get held accountable, James? When when, when does that happen? I don't think Marvin Lewis should be fired. Okay. I think an 0 7 playoff record is definitely not where you want to be. But <laughs> James, you and this, I could do that with, with, <laughs> with this with this team this year. It's not Marvin Lewis's fault that Jeremy Hill fumbled that football. Right? First down. No, agreed. They, they, they should have. The Cincinnati Bengals won. blew that game. They did. I don't think Marvin Lewis blew that game. The Steelers got lucky to move on. I, I agree with you. Marvin Lewis with a backup quarterback who played team, very well, right, and that's that's right, one of the worst things right, about it to me because right. I'm a big AJ Mer- AJ McCarron fan. <laughs> yeah, and. He led a fantastic yeah. drive to give them the lead, and that gets completely lost in the yes, shuffle now agreed. because of the way that game ended. But yeah. it's not Marvin Lewis's no, fault. You're right. He Look. gave the ball to Jeremy Hill. The thing you're supposed to do. I mean, you could technically knee, but if you get one first down, the game's com- definitely game's over. over. How does he not run with the hole in the ball like it's the firstborn child? You have <laughs> you have one job. That's to hold on to that football, and, and literally the only thing you needed to do was not fumble the ball. You make Pittsburgh waste their timeouts. You get the first down. You're going to New England. And they blew it. But that's kind of been the story with Cincinnati. And, look, Marvin Lewis won't be fired. But it's just at some point, man, what, what's, gonna, what's the excuse next year when Andy Dalton has a bad playoff game? What's the, you know, I, I just— I think it's different just this time. No, so this, many, so many right. times this time, they haven't looked competitive. Right. And that makes more of a case to right. me for a guy yeah. to be fired mm-hmm. than your guy fumbles the football and yeah. you should have won the game. And then if he doesn't fumble that game, we're talking about, oh, Marvin Lewis. Yeah. He rallied with a backup quarterback yeah. and won a game against yeah. Pittsburgh. No, you're right. You're right. It's, 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 that's, that, that's the way it goes sometimes, though, with sports. It does. Look, very unforgiving business, especially the NFL. Um, but, yeah, let's get into this matchup. Look, Denver, that defense is among the best in the league. Peyton is back. He, we, you know, we saw him play pretty well against San Diego. Um, you know, it looks like poor Brock Osweiler. I'm a big Brock fan. Yeah, look, but but I think he lost his job. No, I think he <laughs> lost his job. Unless Peyton just puts up a stinker in the first few minutes in that game, I just don't see Brock kind of getting back into this game, into the into the kind of swing of things. But um, for on Pittsburgh side of things, no Antonio Brown, no D'Angelo Williams. They have officially been ruled out. For Ben Roethlisberger, that leaves guys like uh, Martavis Bryant, Marcus Wheaton, Heath Miller, um, Hayward Bay, Hayward Bay. So, look, he has weapons, but, look, you lose your best receiver and you lose your best running back. And it's not like Big Ben's 100% healthy. Right, like you said, he he has torn shoulder ligaments. The Steelers list him as questionable. He obviously will play. I don't see it out of Pittsburgh. I really don't. What about about you, James? I think this game's going to be still going to be close. I I can buy that to an extent. I can buy that. Because I don't think Denver's offense is is as explosive enough to – to really pull away in this game by any stretch, okay. I think the Steelers' defense is still going to battle. I think it's going to be it's going to be tough. As if they keep this game close for as long as they can in this game, keep it one, keep it a one score game, hold Denver to field goals. I think Ben, ben, ben Roethlisberger still has one great game winning drive left in him, okay. no matter what what the weapons he has. And it's not it's not like he has no one. What you said, right. they still have they still have some weapons, but when you lose Antonio Brown, he really was the guy to go to, the guy to throw to for Ben Roethlisberger this entire year. So it's a big loss. I think Denver wins this game. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. it's going to be a close game, just as close as the other AFC game, but I just don't think it's going to be as well, well played of a game. I agree with that. I think Denver isn't out of the woods yet with their offense. Like you said, Peyton has to show it. I mean, I think he has nine one-and-dones in the postseason. That's That's – that's awful. Let's just put it. That's awful for a guy of his caliber. I'm a, I shouldn't huge, have I'm a huge Peyton fan. Right. But he no, just I love Peyton. Hasn't Manning. looked good this right. year. And, and he, he came in and did well against San Diego. Yeah. San Diego's defense doesn't doesn't have right. that much no, to no, offer. No. 
So, look, I think a close game. Um, I'm going to go Denver by 10 here. I'm going to go Denver 27-17. I'm going to go 27-7. I think Pittsburgh struggles to score because I don't think Ben— Look, I, I admire how good of a player Ben Roethlisberger is. I think he's hurt. I think he's hurt. And, look, you saw in the final drive he couldn't throw the ball down the field. If Von Miller— Gets to Ben Roethlisberger early. If some, if Demarcus Ware off the other side, and you got guys like Talib and Chris Harris Jr. Chris Harris Jr. got burned by Antonio Brown in that first game in Pittsburgh. He's looking for revenge. This is a revenge game for the the Denver Broncos, who had a lead with Brock Osweiler in Pittsburgh. I think it was a Brock two, in the first half of his right, life. In exactly two touchdown lead, and so look, they remember that game pretty well. I think Denver goes in. I think they take care of business at home. I think we get a Brady-Manning AFC Championship game. Like, all the and fans want. That's what I want. want. Um, and I think that as, as I'm watching Adam Jones apologize to Antonio Brown, because Adam said he was faking it, but obviously not because Brown isn't playing this week. Not to get too far off topic, Denver 27, Pittsburgh 17. That's where I stand. And what you said about remembering games. Right, yeah. The last time Steelers and Broncos met in the playoffs— that was when Tim Tebow, three sixteen baby, led the led. <laughs> I think that I think the Steelers remember that game. Yeah, it's no, not on the same team. It's absolutely. still Mike Tomlin as coach, right, right? So they remember that they game will, as well. They'll use that as motivation. But I think this is going to be a real grinded out defensive absolutely. battle. Absolutely, I say 16-10. Maybe wow. maybe a safety involved. Wow. Like, I'll be 16. like Lee Corso right now, saying <laughs> they're going to win by a safety. Safety sixteen ten. I like or sixteen ten with I a like bunch it. of McManus field goals and a touchdown. Okay, so James James has an AFC West AFC Championship game with the Chiefs and Broncos. Even I though a, I kind of want to see a Brady Manning, Brady Manning, right, but I right. feel the Chiefs yeah, are look, just. I feel they win that game. I don't blame you. And look, I, I see it differently. I th- I think it's going to be a Brady Manning AFC title game, another epic battle. Um, but now let's move over to the NFC and and you know kind of a team you want to talk about if they're they're lucky to be here the Seattle Seahawks you know they are a, a Blair Walsh made field goal away from being eliminated by the Minnesota Vikings um, and look Russell Wilson he's a clutch quarterback but let's 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 not stray away from the fact that he was awful for three and a half quarters he was awful and and look I think his final line was like thirteen is sixteen excuse me thirteen to twenty six. For like maybe a buck fifty, buck eighty nine, whatever it was, for a touchdown and a pick, you know, those kind of numbers you'd expect from maybe like a first year player, but a guy who's been to the Super Bowl twice, and you know, no Marshawn Lynch, they looked lost. But then it's that one play that Russell Wilson makes, that sliding, pick up the football, throw it to Baldwin or, or Lockett, whoever it was, I think it was Lockett, and Lockett takes it down inside the inside the red zone, down to the five yard line, Steelers score on the next play to Baldwin. And the train gets moving, and the Seahawks pull out another improbable victory. I think they will play better in Carolina, and I think they need to play better in Carolina. Yeah, I think the conditions in that game were definitely a factor on right. both no, sides. Right, I agree with that. And it's the it's a case of two years in a row where a team just can't put Seattle away. No, Green no. Bay in Seattle, yeah. that game, they had so many chances uh. in the red zone. They were just kicking field goals, kicking field goals. Right. And same thing with the Vikings. They had a chance to just put them away. One more score would have put the Seahawks put away, away. Yeah, put easily. Away. And I mean, they put they put themselves in a position to win that game still, yeah, and that's another no. thing. Just the way football goes, it is one it's, play. It's a cruel game. It's 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 a cruel game. Blair Walsh money all year long. Right, all Great year kicker. long. And, now, and he'll, look, he'll always be remembered for this now. Yeah, no, 100%. Scott Norwood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that brings that brings back great memories. Um, uh, <laughs> but you know, have a good night, everyone. I'm going to leave the studio <laughs> yeah, after that. One. As James uh, reminisces about Super Bowl 25 between the Giants and Bills. Um, so, yeah, no, you're right, and that's just kind of the way football goes. But get, kind of diving into this matchup, 
I like Seattle in this one, and here's why. They're going, like you said, the conditions won't necessarily matter. The, you know, unless it's going to rain, I don't, I don't, which I don't think it will in Charlotte. Um, you're going to obviously have warmer weather. I don't think the Seahawks come out and play as bad as they did. No chance. And 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 Marshawn Lynch coming back is the key for Seattle. I don't think necessarily we're going to see the Marshawn Lynch that we're accustomed to seeing, but his presence, man, it, it just provides such a spark for that team, and he is a load to take down. So you you run the read option with Russell, you know you get some play action in there. Baldwin Lockett is is as fast as anybody in the league. Um, Jermaine Curse. I think the, the Seahawks now realize that they have to start have to start playing their best football um, down the stretch here if they want to make another run at the Super Bowl. And um, look, I, I like Seattle in this game. I think Carolina had a great year. They went fifteen and one, but I don't necessarily think that they're a better team than the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going with the tested, proven guys in the Seattle Seahawks. Those are the, those are the two words that, that I was going to talk about. They're tested, they're proven. There's right. so much of it is just knowing how to win in the playoffs. And yeah. the Seahawks are a team that you Experience just— Experience matters. You just can't really bet against them in the playoffs. I mean, they didn't, they played so bad against the Vikings, but they still found a way. The defense still found a way to get enough stops to keep them in the game. And I know they got lucky, but they still won that football game. And it's just so much of it's playoff experience. And on the Panthers' ends— I think they. I don't know how much playoff wins they have. I know they beat like the Ryan Lindley Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. Last I think year. they have. You know, in that Cam Newton era, they have one playoff win. Because and I think that was against the Cardinals with Lindley as quarterback. Yeah, so there's Lindley's not really like much to the worst quarterback offer I've ever seen. So no, I mean poor Ryan Lindley didn't need to rip on Ryan Lindley <laughs> like that. What has I he mean, done to you? I mean, very true. I, I I should I should maybe you know be a little less harsh, but um you know it's probably because I'm salty because I picked the Cardinals in that game because like outside of Ryan Lindley, the Cardinals were a better team that year. Anyway, um. Speaking of the Cardinals, we'll get into them in a second. Um, score here. I'm gonna go a, kind of a defensive struggle. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 21-17 Seattle. I'm gonna go a grind it out, run the football, play good defense game. I think Russell Wilson again. You know what? I'm gonna make a bold prediction here, because you know what? I can't stand this guy. Doug Baldwin over Josh Norman for the game-winning touchdown. And, and and the tweet I'm going to send out as soon as that happens when, when Russell throws that game-winning touchdown pass is Doug Baldwin exposed Josh Norman, pulled back the mask for who he is, a system corner. I'm just salty about Odell Beckham right now. A system corner with over-the-top over help with a safety. The, the Panthers run a cover-two, cover-three scheme, and Josh Norman does his job well, but he's an overrated cornerback. That's just my opinion. And I would completely agree with that. Yeah. I think— a lot of a lot of it's just like numbers. You see his interception numbers, right, and you're thinking, right. "Oh, he's he's spectacular." Yeah, Meanwhile, right. as we saw in that Giants game, he got beat a couple of times. He o- got beat. Odell, dro- Odell catches that, that, that pass. That the complexion of that game. It, it, one, it, I think they win that game. Two, um, Norman gets toasted for over a hundred yards and two touchdowns. What are you talking about? You exposed Odell for okay. Odell, you know, had an outburst, but you get you were a drop pass away from giving up two touchdowns. What are you talking about? You're some great cornerback. You're a system corner. The, the, you do what the team asks you to do well. I give them credit for that. But stop talking out here like you're Darrell Rivas because you're not. I completely agree. I think the best player on that defense is Luke Keekley. Yeah. No, I, I'm a huge Luke Keekley guy. Um, Boston College linebacker. No surprise there. The guy is just tough. If I were to start a football team and I wanted a guy on defense to embody what I want my defense physically to look like I want Luke Keekley. just a physical, hard nose. He's a football player. That's a football player. He doesn't run his mouth. He makes you're firing me up yeah, right now. Yeah, absolutely. I want to strap on the pads. Absolutely. You know that's that's Rolling a guy the who who makes plays. And you know what? None of this rah rah dancing BS. Make the play. Make the third down and ten. Yeah, you can get excited, but do your job. 
You know, so that, that's where that's, I, I had to get that out of me, James. I'm glad you fired, <laughs> fired me up. Yeah. Right. So uh, what, uh, what? I, for, for that game, I think yeah. uh, I think a similar type of score. Right. I think I'm going to say 24-21 okay. Seahawks over the Panthers. Yeah. And Ru- Panthers tie it late, and they give Russ Wilson just enough time to come up with a drive. He gets into Hauschka's yeah. field goal range. Hauschka from 46 right down the middle. And I think that's that's I think it's gonna be another close game. I think it's gonna be yeah. a great weekend of games. I think there, if any of the game's gonna be a little bit of a blowout, I think it's this next one we're gonna talk about. Absolutely, James. I would I would agree. I think maybe maybe the least competitive game, at least in our minds here, going into the game is gonna be Arizona Green Bay. Arizona dismantled Green Bay a few weeks ago. I believe the score was thirty eight to six. I think this game will be closer. Definitely gonna um, be closer than that first game. Right. I'm gonna go. With the Arizona Cardinals in this matchup, I think Carson Palmer, Bruce Arians, you know, you name it, John Brown, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, these guys are on a mission here. I think they realized last year they missed an opportunity with Carson being hurt, and Carson has played some of the best football of his career here. Um, I think they win the game. Um, Green Bay, though, I was my dad is a Packers fan, and I was talking with my dad. You know, walking into the playoffs, I'm like, Dad, your team is not good. You're, you, the, the Packers were ten and six. They lost the division on you know in week seventeen. They stumbled into the playoffs. They were that Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary saved their season. Saved their season. They were not a good football team. They struggled. They struggled. And look, they won the games. They got into the playoffs. They're in the divisional round, so they're they're laughing at me right now. But when Ben McAdoo said something today, the tape tells you who you are. When I watched Green Bay play, I did not see a good football team. The record said ten and six. They're in the divisional round of the playoffs. That's just my opinion. I think their best game they played was against was against Washington, 100%. which 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 makes this game a little bit scary right. for I, Arizona. But Arizona's just flown under the radar this entire all year, year as all a year. very, very good football team. I think they're the best team in the NFC. I wouldn't. I I, I struggle to find a way to right. disagree with that. And, and so, look, I think Green Bay will play better. I think Green Bay, if they're going to figure it out, you know, like you said, the Giants kind of getting hot. If Green Bay has figured it out, then that's kind of a scarier proposition for these Arizona Cardinals. But I still think the Cardinals have enough, especially because they are at home. Um, I like the Cardinals in this one, 31-20. I think a similar score also. It's definitely very It's very hard to beat a team twice in yeah, the same season. It is, in it general, is. it's very hard to beat a team that badly and then have them in the same exact, same exact situation. I think more of the pressure lies on Arizona because in the, in the game they played against the Packers, they proved that they can beat them badly. So the Packers come in, they have their chip on their shoulder. Arizona has the one that is waited the extra week to play. The Packers are coming in hot. Yeah. The more this is another one where I was so set on Cardinals right, coming in. Look, you kind of almost talk yourself into it. And then I talk, it. and then yeah, the more yeah. I think, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, proven quarterback. We say oh, the word 100%. a lot, proven. Carson Palmer's playing fantastic football. No one's denying that. I think the Cardinals are just a little bit too well-rounded, but I think yeah. this game's actually going to be closer than I originally thought. I think it's uh-huh. going to be. 35-31. Okay, wow. So a shootout in the desert. Yeah. yeah I think no, Rodgers really shows up in this one. Absolutely. Look, and, and if you were going to go on quarterbacks, I'd take Aaron Rodgers over Carson any day of the week. But, um, like you said, I think Arizona just a little bit too deep on both sides of the ball here. Um, but if Green Bay can kind of get another, another scenario in which if Green Bay gets up early, that kind of spells trouble for the Cardinals because they're going to press. They haven't been in this situation, you know, um, you know, I think it's going to be a very interesting game to see how it plays out. I think that's the most uncertain game we're going to talk about. Um, so, yeah, you know, just to kind of go over our picks. And, Rich, we'll get your picks here uh, in just a minute. 
Um, you know, I'm going with so the AFC Championship game. I am going with the Patriots and the Broncos and the NFC. I'm going with an NFC West NFC Championship game. I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. Just to recap, mine. I'm going AFC West Chiefs Broncos in the AFC Championship game, and I'm going same as you Arizona against Seattle. And I think going forward, I think Peyton takes really? down the Chiefs in his revenge game against the Chiefs because that was the last game he played before he got hurt where so he you, threw four picks or whatever. Agreed. So I think I, well, I think this is really just what I want. Right, I mean, yeah, not right, really right, yeah, yeah. I, I, if, I, if I have time to really explain my picks and come up with a good yeah. argument for the Broncos, right. then I'll then I'll get right. back to you on that. But I, I think the Broncos, Super Bowl champs over Arizona. Really? Yeah. Wow, bold prediction here. Bold. I um Look, I am going with a Patriots-Cardinals Super Bowl here. And it wouldn't be surprised if we got. A, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a rematch. I just think the Cardinals at home, similar, they got blown out by Seattle um, in Week 17. There, I think they play that game with a chip on their shoulders and realize, look, in order to be the best, we have to beat the best, and Seattle has been the best. I just think Arizona kind of comes out of that game. I, I, so I'm predicting Cardinals Patriots Super Bowl, and I'm not going to give a prediction just yet because I want to see how healthy New England was. That's a good point. How healthy New England I, That was just more from the heart. Right. I'm no, I want to see Peyton right, right off into the sunset, yeah, get no, a Super Bowl. Even if, he, even if he right. plays so poorly, yeah, the Broncos yeah, just find a way to win. Right. He gets his ring, and then it's the Brock show Look, for I, the rest of the Broncos. I, I think that you know a lot of NFL fans would agree with you. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to save my Super Bowl prediction for if New England is fully healthy. they got to get past this uh, Kansas City oh, team. And it won't be easy. I think it's the, not going to be I easy. I think the Chiefs grind one out. Look, James, I would not be I, – I, I wouldn't be shocked, but I would be surprised. Let's put it that way. Uh, now, Rich, let's let's get back to you back there. Rich Jean, you know, behind the glass, just working a great show for us today. Rich, who do you have in your picks? Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Finally a while. But um, for the first game, the Chiefs and the Patriots, I'm going to have to agree with Decker and go with the Chiefs, man. You know, I don't think the Patriots are coming in very healthy. They're basically limping into the playoffs, and they won't be able to play a good game against the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will come up top. As for the other AFC game, the Steelers and the Broncos, I'm going to have to go against the norm and think the Steelers will come out. Mike Tomlin's coming for blood after this game, remembering the 2010 uh, playoff game against the Broncos, which he lost in the first 15 seconds. So Tomlin, Roethlisberger, they're both coming for blood in that game. They're definitely going to want to play. They're going to have a chip on the shoulder. I think they'll play a nice game. It'll come to a game-winning field goal. Um, after that, the following game, the Seahawks and the Panthers. Speedy, I'm gonna have to disagree with you again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to think that the Panthers are gonna come up top. Get, Russell Wilson will throw the potential game-winning touchdown, like you said, but Cam Newton will come and show little Russell how it's done and throw the game-winning TD as well. And for the final game, the Packers and the Cardinals. If we're gonna have to recall the shootout in the desert, the playoff game they had, in which had 96 points, 51-45 on a return fumble for a TD. It's not going to be that close, but the Cardinals are definitely going to blow the Packers out. This is going to be a this is going to have to be a Cardinals Panthers NFC Championship game and then a Chiefs Steelers AFC Championship game. It's going to be nuts. And for my Super Bowl, even though it's a little ahead, I'm going to have to go with Chiefs. The Chiefs and the Cardinals playing it out. That'd be one of the least like watched Super Bowls yeah. in history of the NFL, but that would be a fun one. It would be a fun, I would watch it, but as far as like names are concerned, right? I think. Look, I, I mean, I think Rich's predictions are certainly unconventional. But look, if if Rich, you know, is right, he can come in here and claim he's a genius. Um, absolutely. Look, a Chiefs Cardinals Super Bowl would be hilarious. Um, I think I. You know what? Uh, 
I would struggle to root for somebody because I like Carson Palmer. I like Larry Fitzgerald, but I also like Andy Reid. That would be and, one where either like one wins. Alex Smith. I, I wouldn't mind. Right, exactly. And that'd be the first time in a while where it's been like that. I feel like every Super right. Bowl recently, it's been like I'm pulling for one yeah, team. I don't yeah. want to see the other one win. Right, I tend to agree with that. Um, but yeah, you know, Rich, you brought up some good points. You know, that, that, that Cardinals Packers your playoff game from a while back. Um, look, I just think, you know, just to kind of end the show here. I think Cam is going to be dancing and dabbing his way to the golf course after this weekend. Wow! I just, I just don't see it out of the Panthers. I think they, I think they're a one and done. Usually, you get a one seed that's dominated the entire year, and then they get eliminated. I think that's the Panthers this year. I could be wrong. You heard it here first. Well, the story of the Panthers about the whole year is that they've been getting doubted and doubted and yeah, doubted, and, no, they, you're and right. they win. It's kind and, of a narrative. But, yeah. but I think, I think we're going to doubt them this time. I think. Yeah. <laughs> because the game that's so bizarre <laughs> to me is that they were they were underdogs against Dallas. And yeah. Dallas was like three and whatever, yeah. seven yeah, at the yeah, time yeah, against yeah. T- whatever ten and zero Panthers, and they come <laughs> and just dismantle the Cowboys. And I was like, I don't know how the Cowboys are favored in no, that game. No. There's the Panthers continue to be doubted, but I think Seattle's just the, the experience. I think that's what it comes down to in the playoffs. Right, I agree with that. And, and last thing on the Panthers, you know, the Giants win that game. Then you talk about how the Panthers are limping into the playoffs with losses at the Giants and 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 Atlanta. the Falcons. You know, so. I mean, they did a good job to kind of roll over Tampa Bay, but at home, the last game of the year, that's kind of what you expected. All right, so that does it for another edition of NFL Friday here, a divisional round edition. Next week, we'll, we will be back, and maybe, you know, James Decker will, will join us for a conference championship edition of NFL Friday. Can't wait. See you all then. For James Decker, I'm Christian O'Hara and Rich Sheen in the back. See you all next week, everybody. This has been one-on-one's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.